0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 183. Today, we're connecting all about the six common traps that struggling coaches get into and what to do instead. Are you ready? Let's get started. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson, and I wanted to chat with you today all about some of the common traps and misconceptions that struggling coaches tend to get into, especially when either one, they're brand new to the online space, or two, brand new to business in general, or three, they've been at it for a while. And struggling. You know, this is one of these things that I've said to my clients, to accelerator clients and formula clients that evidence is a double edged sword. And it's tough because sometimes we have to use our discernment and we have to really get crystal clear on the difference for ourselves between trying to do the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result versus staying true to the process and enhancing and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it to learn the skills and to truly learn the lessons and enhance the experience and sharpen the skill and get skill acquisition and just get better. And sometimes when you're in the thick of it and when you're in the mess of it, it feels like. It's hard to differentiate what the difference is. Sometimes it feels like this is insane. I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. When the truth is you're not, you're learning the skill, you're getting better. You're practicing. I said this in the free Facebook group the other day, and it's worth repeating here, which is that practice makes permanent. And so the real thing for you to consider when you are practicing skills is Are you practicing the skill you want to make permanent? Because the truth is most people, and I've fallen into this trap myself. The truth is that most people are practicing the skill of focusing on the gap. Why not me? Why not now? Why, you know, when am I going to get there? And, And this is a trap that people fall into. So I'm excited to talk about this today because this is something that I've been noticing, you know, with some with my clients as we are starting to close out the year. And honestly, that question that I posed to you before we get into these six common traps where I talk about, you know, where I asked, how do you know the difference? And it's funny because it's oftentimes one of the things that I ask people on the science episodes when they're, you know, when they're working on implementing results with their clients. And And sometimes it feels like it's hard to see the 1% difference. It's hard to see the 1% difference sometimes when you're in the middle of the process, when you're in the middle of it, because we have to remember that this is a compounding effect. And at some point there will be a tipping point where we go from struggle, 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 lesson, 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 lesson. And then it's just sometimes that one moment that it will just tip in your favor and then exponentially grow. And so unlike fitness, however, fitness, sometimes, you know, the growth, we don't tend to see an exponential amount of growth, but just due to the science of how our body adapts and changes and we grow muscle and burn energy. Business isn't like that. We can see an exponential growth almost overnight. This is why I'm, I'm, people will accuse me of saying things like, oh my gosh, you are just chasing a quick fix or you're teaching a quick fix. But the truth is, you're probably closer to your goal than you realize. You already have been putting in the effort, you've already been putting in the reps and putting in the work. Sometimes it's just a matter of, putting structure in place, getting clear on the offers, getting clear on on the content that you are going to create that will, will cultivate a sales environment, an effective sales environment that can get you and catapult you to that next level, to whatever that goal is, whether it's 1K, 2K, 10K. And, and so the truth of how you can discern the difference between what is insanity and just doing the same thing over expecting a different result versus really just staying the process and doing the reps and day in and day out, honestly, it comes down to having the system in place so that you can measure the data and know that the data is growing, staying the same or going backwards and the data will tell you where you are in the process and what needs to tweak and what needs to change not only by the way, am I when I'm talking about data, not only am I talking about revenue data, it's also your mental and your mental data. It's how you're feeling. Are you building this business that's in alignment with you? Or is it that you're doing it because your coach told you you needed to do it this way, or that this is what the gurus tell you that you need to do it this way. So trust that the data is going to give you the information that, that you need. And then the other thing I'll say, and this trumps all, this is it. This is, this, this, is the trump card It it is literally this is almost like a personal policy if it is not a heck yes from you and then it's a no and if it is a heck yes then you go all in you do what it takes whatever it takes until it takes and ultimately that's it Okay. So let's get into the six common traps. It's something that's this important that I want to make sure that we have in a place where you can listen to it when you're not distracted on the social media platforms and that you're getting some time to just really listen and let this sink in. Cause honestly, that company policy I just gave you, I promise if you live by that, then your life will change. Your business will change. Let's go into some of the strategy components now that we've gotten the invisible components locked, loaded, coded in, and now we can start layering in some of the strategic components inside of building your business and we can avoid these common traps so that you can Reach your goals, pay your bills, live an affluent life, affluent being rich in time, money, relationships, joy, all the things. So number one is understand the relationship between time and money. You might have heard the saying, time is money. And the truth is, time is infinitely more valuable than money. And they have a synergistic relationship. They're two of the most common resources that people have. I'll also add in your energetic state, your mental well being is a resource. That you have access to, that's important. But for this podcast, let's talk about the relationship with time and money. And so when people are struggling, when people are, are, Living or or when people are struggling or when people are new, time is one of the abundant resources that we all have the most access to. Oftentimes, not entirely, not always, but oftentimes it's the number one resource we have access to. And so, therefore, we as human beings, and this is me too, we're not, I'm not exempt from this, but we tend to take for granted what we have the most of, what is easily accessible to us, both in our skill. And also in our time, and so what happens is, is we tend to prioritize our time over our money, and the trouble with that is that time is a finite resource, meaning we cannot get it back. It it literally seven a.m. Monday, September fifth, which is what I'm recording this on. It's never coming back. Money is everywhere. I mean, we. We can always attract it, find it, bring it to us, get resourceful, go get a job. There, there are ways to bring in money. Okay. And so no matter what your circumstances are, and believe me, I have been there where it's like Beverly, it's so easy for you to say, Oh, just bring in more blah, blah, blah. I'm really struggling. I'm working three times, a, you know, three jobs a day. I'm, I'm in the gym. I'm hustling. I'm, I'm, I'm working my guts out and money's just not flowing off trees and not flowing in my way. Right. So just, believe me when I, when, and I know that that's a big ask, but I've been there. I know what that feels like. And sometimes it can really burn me and it would burn me when I would hear, oh, well, it's easy for you to say. Okay. So first of all, let me just empathize and tell you that I get it. And, and no matter what the circumstances are that you are faced with right now, I'll just offer to you that time isn't that way let me just empathize and say that I definitely get it. However, regardless of everyone's different circumstances, when it comes to money, time doesn't work in the same way. I'll give you a tangible example because it was interesting. I was on a clarity call with one of my potential accelerator clients and we were talking about his business and we were setting it up and he was and he was very happy with the model. And it was clear the model's good, it's leverage. He was going to be able to generate revenue and a leverage time. But then when we started to talk about how he's going to pull people into this group, it started to become very clear to point number two of the common traps is that make the math work. If the math doesn't work inside of your business, then you're not going to hit your goals. So what I meant, what I mean by that is that sure, the fulfillment process on the front end is, is super strong. However, if you need to get 60 clients into your group, into your program, whether it's group or one-on-one per month, and right now you're doing hour-long phone calls to get them in, then you need to be doing 120 phone calls at least, depending on where you are, you know, 120 to... You know, 150 phone calls, hour phone calls, per month, and that's great. But I, don't, I, my calculator's not right here, but that works out to what 30, 30 to 40 hours per week, on top of what's already required from you to fulfill on your program. And now you might be sitting here and thinking, oh, no, Beverly, that's just not possible. So then great. What are the ways that that we can start to maximize our leverage? Now we can hire a team. So now maybe we hire a salesperson, but okay, now we have to get 70 people or 80 people to cover the, the salesperson. And so wait, if I have to do that, then I also have to. So do you see what I'm saying when it comes to the relationship with time and money, both in your time, your team's time? We have to look at the profit margins. And if the math, number two, if the math doesn't work, then it's not a sustainable business model. And so what happens to a lot of new people when they're first starting out is they build a model and build a business on a model that's already broken. So in order for the math to work and to really start to get present to the relationship with time and money, you as a business owner have to really also take a closer look at, A, what is your relationship to money in general? We all have money stories, so we have to like really look at what that relationship is. We also need to look at what our relationship is to selling on a scale of one to 10. How comfortable are you having sales conversations and actually talking about money, money as a neutral tool and, and really stepping into this selling as a service. And I know that when you come into my space, you are going to optimize your health, just like I will help you optimize your business. And I'm a hundred percent fully convicted in knowing that I will do whatever it takes to help you grow. And I know that my process works. It's proven. It's proven for me. It's proven for my clients. I am that convicted on it. Now, a lot of people, when they are new to the game, They're not, you might not have that confidence, that proven process behind you. So this is the work for you to really look at that. And then you get to ask yourself, how will I know when I'm ready? How will I know that I'm convicted? How will I know that I have this proven process? Because where MySpace is constantly changing. I mean, a year ago or two years ago, no one ever heard of TikTok. Who remembers Periscope or MySpace? Or see Snapchat even. It's one of the things that honestly drew me to science. And I know that it's changing. And I know that people are always learning and growing. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that it's linear or, or in the sense that it's fixed. And I am just suggesting that it does not move or change as quickly as, say, the digital marketing space It's not a good or bad thing. It's a neutral thing. It's just important to know that you get to decide. Goes back to that policy, the company policy, that you're enough now and you can continue to grow. You're never just going to arrive, that you can be convicted now. And this is important because when you're making the math work inside of your business, when you are so certain the competency is going to help you with the confidence. This is why I always talk about, you know, beginner's luck explained is because people don't know what they don't know. And so they are, they're energetically convicted and they have a space of that they step into an energy of knowing and it's easy for them to have conversations with money because they are operating from a, no, a place of knowing. Well, if not you, then it'll be someone else. And that magnetizes people. People are drawn to that. We're going to talk a little bit about that later when we get into the popularity metrics. And it's a little bit of what I was talking about inside of my email. I'm not sure if you're on my email list, but why some people are successful when others aren't. Why do some accounts grow when others don't? You know, so one of the caveats and one of the things I want you to really consider is just you getting honest with yourself on what is your relationship to money? What is your relationship to sales and having sales conversation? And then when it comes to setting the price of your programs, I'm not saying that all of your programs now have to be premium and that you just need one client for 10K a month. That's not what I'm saying. You can have that incremental growth where it's like, well, this is a beta. This is the first time I'm running it. This process isn't proven in my mind yet. And so let me do this at 50% off what it's going to be. And then when it gets to whatever it's going to get to, you know, and then you're just communicating that because you get paid for communicating the value that you're bringing. The value you bring to your market space, the value that you can communicate, and the value that you actually can deliver on, that is what you are getting paid for. And so it's just important that you make the math work. So when I operate from the end in mind and you know that, all right, this is going to be a 1500 or a 2K program, whatnot. I know that I can deliver on the, on these results. Then, you know, maybe it's 1K the first time you run it out or 1500 or it doesn't matter. The actual price of it matters less than you just have to be so convicted and know that this is 10 times the value of the asking investment. This can be tricky, especially if you are a high achiever. So this is why coaching is so important. So that's what making that math works means. And then what happens to people? Because if you don't do this, this is what happened to me, and this is what 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 happens to a lot of people is that they end up picking prices or charging so low for their programs and services that they end up grinding 18 hours a day. And now they're calling in people that aren't energetically—they don't have an energetic investment, an emotional investment, something where they have enough on the line where they're showing up for themselves. Which, by the way this is not for us to decide. We don't know this. We can't think with other people's wallets, right? So then clients don't get their results that you're wanting to have so that you can demonstrate authority because people aren't showing up for themselves. You're not getting to really test the theory. Is this process proven because they're not doing the work or they're crushing it and they're doing great. And you're still working 18 hours a day. And now you have to have a conversation about the price being raised with people that you love and know, and that you've connected with and working with for a while. Again, it comes down to the conversation about money and sales and truly valuing your worth. And back to what I was saying in number one, in terms of the time and money relationship. And I was talking about how we undervalue time and skill. We also undervalue our skill and we take for granted and we think, oh, this is just so easy for us, but it's not easy for your client, not to mention the number of hours, the clinical hours that you have spent in ex- Experience in the experience with yourself, or with uh, and with clients, and the education, the continuing hours that you're spending and pouring into the science of training. Not everyone does that, and and we take that for granted, and that is valuable. So now that we get all this sorted, now we can start talking about you know strategy, like growing the audience. So let's just start with popularity metrics because most people are chasing popularity metrics, and either. They know it or they don't, meaning that you're ch- chasing popularity metrics without even realizing it. So, for example, let's talk about, you know, likes, comments, shares, and followers, right? These are oftentimes one of the things that everyone is chasing. Now, the truth is, uh, likes, comments, shares, those are not going to pay your, your bills. Like, I think we can all agree that that is tends to, we are not going to be able to pay our bills with those popularity metrics. I get it. Right. And the follower component, it's a little nuanced. And I and I want to just really unpack that and talk about it because it's important because people chase followers and I realize it, they chase followers for two reasons. Right. And I, and I get it. I get why, which is they chase it for authority building and clout. And then they also chase it because once you get the back end set up, once you get the time and money sorted, once you get your program and your leverage and all of this sorted, then the game becomes how can we grow our traffic and our leads? And so isn't it one of those things where it's easy to say, well, okay, so if I have all this sorted and I know my program's working, then I just need to get more people and more prospects. The reason why I say this is a nuanced conversation is because most people are chasing that metric before they have the back end sorted. And this is a trap that happens to struggling people and also bottlenecked people. And this is a trap that I also have to check in with myself as well, is that whether, you know, people are, I want more, I want more, I want more. And there's nothing wrong with that. But whether you have a hundred followers, 10 followers, 500 followers, right? If you're anything like me right now, have you ever done a presentation with 500 people in the room? 2,000 people in the room, a hundred people in the room? we tend to take for granted what's in front of us right now. And so in my mind, I have 500 followers and there are 500 people that I have the opportunity to connect with on a deeper level, have conversations and help them say yes to themselves and get better faster than most people. That's 500 opportunities for me to have deep connections and conversations and put my content out in front of. But most people chase the gap. Most people are chasing more, more, more. And there's nothing wrong with goals, just not at the cost and the expense of staying present to what's in front of you right now. And popularity is not the same as profitability. And so I was having a conversation with one of my accelerator clients just the other day. And this is what prompted this email that I sent, which was, you know, why do some accounts grow faster other, when others don't? Because we'll talk about the authority component in just one second. But his account is very profitable. He's got at least a three to four times ROI, ROA on his programs, despite the growth, on his account, which is still growing. It's just not growing at the rate that we had wanted or want that we had anticipated. And it all comes down to leverage and leverage of time and, and resources. It's something to consider. You have to check in with yourself and get really honest with yourself. Is your back end set up? Are you feeling good about it? Are you in a position and place where now is the time where you can start focusing on growing the audience while you're connecting with the people that you already have and making sure that you're checking into your present state of mind and what you're, and, and, and connecting with the people that are right there with you now, instead of just always chasing the gap, this is a hard thing for high achievers. And so then we can start talking about the the other component, which is the authority building. And so if I'm being transparent, which I love to do, and I will always do, this is one of the hardest things that I personally am struggling with as I'm transitioned my old account into my new account is that my ego rears up and I don't mean my arrogance ego. I mean, like my, my, you know, the, the fear inside of me, ego, my fear comes up and says, Oh, you just are going to you. I feel foolish. I feel afraid that I'm going to be judged and that I'm going to, that, you know, who's going to listen to me. I only have 500 followers and here I, here I am. Who am I to be doing this? Who's going to want to even pay attention to me? You know, never mind the years upon years upon years of personal experience, of playing experience. Like it's just fear is just, oh, fear is the devil. <laughs> now it's one of those things that is just never going away, right? And this is not about like let's eradicate fear. It is a brain based essential, always going to be there. It is there to keep you safe, right? So let's just accept that. You know, I had an acting teacher and dad that once said to me, hello, darkness, my old friend, this is exactly what we are going to be talking about when it comes to fear. So I'm just sharing, I'm just sharing from, for, to you, what happens and goes on in my mind where I think, oh my gosh, I feel so silly. I feel foolish. Everyone's going to judge me. The follower account is an authority, you know, is an authority. It's a, it's one of those, oh, people see it. Oh, she's got a hundred thousand followers she must know what she's talking about it's a it is a popularity metric in that way but it's also an authority like a subconscious authority building metric and then and the truth is that's just our human nature And it's true. People look at it and they think, oh, that's clout. They look at the clout and they think they must know what they're talking about. And then they go with it. And then they just assume that person is an authority. We assume authority all the time where we look at, you know, when people go into doctor's offices, they come in, they're wearing that white jacket. they're they're an authority. They automatically get to a a place of assumed authority. But the truth about authority is that number one, it starts from a decision. You get to decide that you're an authority that will magnetize you when you decide that you're an authority because you are, you're just helping want the person who is one step behind you. You are an authority in that way. Number one, So it comes from a decision. And then you can start talking about how you grow and build authority. But first it comes from a decision to be one. That's what will magnetize you. And then a commitment to help people, help people, and really just double down on your client results. See, this is why focusing on that gap is a trap. Because when we focus or constantly focusing on more than next, the gap, we miss the opportunity to really get present and double down on helping the people who've said yes to us, who've said yes to you. Because when you do that, 70% of your marketing is already done for you because your clients will be raving about you without you having to even ask about it and ask them to do it. And then also, this is a reminder, something I remind myself and what I reminded my client, and I'm going to remind you as well, which is that The people who really disrupt, the people that we admire, the people who really went against the grain and fought for what they believed in. So this is something I I said to my client, and this is something I said to myself, and it's something that I will also say to you, which is that if you want the results like everyone else, then by all means, keep doing what everyone else is doing. But if you truly look out into the space and you look at leaders, leaders pave a path that's never been paved. And the true courageous leaders are the ones who don't wait for permission or move when they feel ready. True leaders disrupt the norm. They disrupt what everyone else is doing, And the ones that were the true game changers were the ones that were not liked or always most liked. The difference and what what draws us to them, what we now admire about them, is their conviction to their message, to what they stood for, even if it did go against the grain. So I'm not saying go against the grain for the sake of it. I'm saying, get convicted on your message and what you're here to do and and then be so sure of it that go all in and do what it takes no matter what it takes until it takes that's what the courageous leaders do in our space so something to just be thinking about when you're starting to grow your audience so now we can get into that let's talk about the fourth common trap i'm going to say this is 4 and 5 which is you know this idea of posting every single day. And then also I want to get into paid advertising. So now that we have our back end sorted, okay. Okay now that we're getting convicted in our message, now that we know that this is what it is that we're doing, now we can start talking about building an audience. But in, but now, hopefully, by the time you finish this podcast, you're going to be stepping into this episode of, instead of focusing on the gap and why not me, why not now, why are they, we're, we are talking, we're stepping into the energy of, no, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say it over and over, shift perspective until I change my mind or till the end, whatever it is now we can start talking about building that audience. But instead of building the audience from the gap or building the audience from our message, and, and you will notice that this changes the way you show up when you're posting. Now, instead of looking for the right way, the, the best trick. Instead of going for tips, tricks, and trends, now you are operating from what is the best way that I could deliver my message? What is it that my ideal client needs to hear from me today? What are some of the confusing, conflicted things that they are hearing that I could help provide clarity on? What are some of the things that I could do that are going to move people closer to saying yes to themselves? That's what we want our content to do. And when you can implement it and do it in a strategic way that carries people through a customer journey, then you are going to save time and you are going to get more clients into whatever program, hopefully leveraged that you want to move people into. And then you get to really look at your relationship to posting every single day, right? So when you do that, then it's not about posting every single day. Let's post four reels, five reels, 10 reels every single day, every moment, blah, blah, blah. No, now we're getting, now we are getting strategic in how we are posting and it is not about, you know, posting for the sake of it. It's about posting with intention and posting to grow the audience, grow the, grow the, you know, implement this strategic plan so that you can grow the audience and it doesn't have to be every day. Sometimes I post every day. Sometimes I don't post every day. Really, I just stick, I do my best to stick to the plan. And ultimately it comes down to maximizing your leverage and maximizing your resources, time, and money. And for me, I personally want to have more conversations than I want to do necessarily just create content because I'm a coach, not a, not a content creator. And so, and but for the record, just you've heard me say this before and I will say it again, I actually do love creating content. It is like something that I love to do, but I would rather coach than be an influencer and content create. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to coach more than you want to content create. So it's all about putting in a strategic plan in place. I have a client that posts every single day and crushes it. I have another client that posts three times a week and also crushes it. It's not about doing the right best thing. It's about the intention behind what it is that you're doing and you're posting every day. And that's why I say just post every day is not a business strategy. Now we can get into paid advertising because this is something else that I see villainized inside of the coaching space. And that is absolutely absurd to me. And this is where that known factor comes in. This is when the audience building comes in, right? And this is why just posting every day is a thing because the truth is the more you post, whether it's one time, two time, three times a week, whatever, the more that you do it, the more chances you have to get in front of your uh, ideal clients and potentially build an audience of, of people who are wanting to connect with you. So if you're not going to post every single day because you're so slammed with, with, with your time and your time is, is getting bottlenecked, then what's the other option? Well, now we can layer in paid advertising paid advertising is the fast track to being known. And the truth is when you build an audience and build an audience of people that, of raving fans of either customers or people who are serious prospect, not just for the tips, tricks, and, and dancing trends that you're doing, but they're actually people that could, are potential clients. Then the bigger that pool is, the more opportunity you have to move them through that customer experience of turning them into a prospect and then turning them into a customer. And so sure, people don't really fully take into account the cost of being organic. And what drives me crazy is that you'll see people out there be like, I did this all organic and I'm doing it organic. Paid advertising is just the, is awful, blah, blah, blah. But here's the truth. Number one is that the people who are telling you that they did it all organic, they either are or have run paid advertising at some point. Two, they have a vast network of borrowed authority, so that they can, that they literally, you know, maybe they're training Leonardo DiCaprio and Leonardo DiCaprio shares, his the, you know, their post and There is assumed authority in there. It is a hang of a lot easier to go from 20K to 100K followers than it is to go from zero to 20K because that authority component, not only are people suspect of that, so is the algorithm. Of the social platforms. I know this. I've tested this. I've started over my my account. and In my experience, I would get more reach from my account that was seasoned with 16,000 followers versus my account that has 100 followers, even though the content was the same. So if you're like me and you also get triggered by the fact that why is it that these people who have 1 billion followers are being deemed as the authority in the fitness space? It's, it's human-based. I get it. But then it goes back to your conviction and being a disruptor and keeping your eyes on your own paper. Because if you want to be like everyone else, then by all means, do what everyone else is doing. But chances are, if you're a leader and you're listening to this, you don't want to be like everyone else. But the world can't buy from the internet's best kept secret. And you are uniquely you and the best at being you and no one else can do it like you do. So they just have to find you. And so the paid advertising gets a bad name because people will spend thousands upon thousands of dollars and then not get a return on it. And that's I get it. I've done that, but you don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, if you are joining me inside of PT Profit Formula Live, I'm doing a bonus. It's a jumpstart. It's the four-week intensive. I'm doing a bonus training on Facebook ads, how you can push out your message for as little as $30 to $150 a month and get 5,000 eyeballs on your content using paid advertising. So if you're in that, I'm, we're going to talk about that. So that's number one. Number two, with paid advertising, there is a difference between throwing money at a problem, hoping that that's just going to fix it so that you you know hire expensive freelancers, marketing agencies, blah, blah, blah. And that you're actually chasing a problem that isn't really the problem. Sometimes the problem is that your offer's not dialed in. Sometimes the problem is that we haven't, we haven't really honed in our sales skills and we haven't really focused on converting the people that we already have. So yeah, sure, there is a difference. Sometimes that we throw money at, at marketers and we and agencies who don't know what they're doing. Or don't tell you what they're doing and they don't communicate what's happening. And so how are you supposed to know whether it's performing well or not? So I get it. I get why paid advertising is a scary thing. Just remember that you don't see the CEO of Pepsi, Co, big names sitting on Instagram all day trying to grow their audience organically just so you know. And then the people that tell you that they're doing it, I just want you to also remember the cost of it. And they also have big, massive teams and people who are doing all those things, like liking, honor uh, comments, and liking of things. They have people doing that for them. And I'm not saying that it's bad. It's it's not bad or wrong. This is not about that. Except, do not buy followers. Do not do fake, fake anything. Fake anything is just that is bad. That's gonna kill your paid advertising efforts. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not saying that hiring a team is bad, and that you have to do it all yourself. Like that's one of those things that goes back to time and money, right? Is thinking that you have to build this million-dollar business on your own. No million-dollar business was built on its own. It's just you have to get present to goes back to number one, the relationship to time and money, and the cost of doing it organic. Because remember, every time you say something yes, you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else simultaneously. I heard this from Grant Cardone. It was actually. Grant Cardone said it but I heard it through Hormozzi, Alex Hormozzi, when he was saying based on a conversation he had with Grant Cardone which is it's better to be known than it is to be popular and it also goes back to what I was saying when we were talking about the popularity metrics is that the people who were known and were the disruptive leaders that actually changed the game for us they weren't liked they weren't the most liked but they were known so this is also why I get very sensitive to the, the whole concept of no like, and trust, because that's uh, one of those popularity traps that we fall into is that we keep, we keep hearing over and over and over again. Oh, people need to like us. People need to like us. People need to like us. Listen, I'm here as a guide for my kids and they don't always like me. They don't always like to hear what I have to say, but it's my job to coach and guide them and inspire them be resilient And remember that when we are making change in our life, it is not easy for our brain. Our brain does not like it. It will actively fight us. The same is true for your your clients. And that means that we have to risk being liked sometimes to fight for change and serving. That's why I think no like, and trust is a double-edged sword. It's known and belief in me, in me you know, belief in you. So they have to know who you are and believe in your offer and believe in themselves. So it's not about no like, and trust. It's about the ladder of believability. And then the other one, the last one, the six common traps is this idea of, you know, the list builder and free, 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 give all your stuff away for free, 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 free. When we start layering in paid advertising, you need to have an ROA right off the bat. You have to be able to handle the front end, and and I, when it comes to the list builder and what I teach my accelerator clients, because now we're talking about scaling. Scaling needs cash and it needs leverage, and in order to do that, when you start to really grow, you know, sure, we need to pull people off. We need to build the list builder. We need to build the list, right? So you have an option. You can build the list of customers. You could build the list of freebie seekers. Now, am I saying that free is bad and that we can't? give all our stuff away for free. No, we need to give it all away for free. In fact, in an information age, it's not about information. It's about implementation. People are not paying for the information. They are paying for the speed of implementation to get to the first outcome that demonstrates they can do it. The first win or the win. So people spend so much time in their free resource. I don't have anything wrong with that. That's great. But just make sure that there's also something that they can purchase so that they say yes to themselves. The money is about them. It's about an emotional investment for themselves. And it's not for us to decide what's expensive and what's not. And this goes back to number one, which is that people forget that that you've invested so much time and maybe even money in your content. Like, are you using Canva Pro? Are you using, you know, do you have an editor? that edits your stuff. Uh, And if you don't, then think about how much time you're using to create that content, to edit the content, to put it in. That stuff is free. People can consume that all day long. Literally, someone could listen to my podcast. There's over 183 hours of exceptional educators in science, in training, in marketing, and someone can listen to it start to finish and then write it all down and implement it and, and get whatever it is that they need. This is example of being resourceful. So what I like to teach my accelerators truly is this is why I, I really have leaned into the four phases of business, design it, deliver it, scale it, automate it. Which is let's create this offer. This is what we do in the PT profit formula jumpstart live, which is let's create this offer, let's get some offer viability and we're going to implement the rapid lean launch, which is really just get our offer out in front of our people right now. Let's let's start growing this offer, this leveraged offer so we can get more of our time and profit back. And then, when we step into Accelerator, now we can start to scale it and we can start to scale it rapidly with a process in place that handles the front end. I don't want anyone holding the bag when it comes to paid advertising. So, whether you're doing launching, evergreen, there's a whole slew of things, it comes down to What is it that you want to do inside of your business that's aligned with you, that gets you paid every single day so that you can get out of that feast and famine cycle of, am I going to hit my bills today? Am I going to be able to cover payroll today? You know, whatever it is. And I'm just going to tell you right now that the urgency you're feeling at whatever level that you're at right now, whether you're trying to generate 1K, 2K, 100K per month, that never goes away. This is why I spent so much time on number one and number two, because it's going to matter as you grow. People say, you know, new level, new devil. No, no, no. Same devil, different dress, different level of responsibility. Because now instead of like, will I be able to pay my bills? It'll be, will I be able to cover my team? Will I be able to Mm. do X, Y, and Z? And the truth is most people are living with their margins so close, that you, if you have one client that leaves you, does your business go under? Does that mean you have to let go of a team member? Does this mean you have to skip dinner, stress, whatever it is. So I'm on a mission to help you buffer those margins so that it feels good to you, so that you can give back more, so that you can serve more people, make a bigger impact and, and live the life you want to live. So I know this was a bit of a longer episode. I just had a lot of my heart and a lot to say. So if you like this episode, it'd be a huge favor to me. If you wouldn't mind screenshotting it, tagging me at B Simpson fitness on Instagram, letting me know what you're. Favorite takeaway was, is. And if you want to go deeper on ways to implement what we talked about today, there are two ways you can get started. So we've got the PT Profit Formula Jumpstart. We just started a brand new round today. So there's still time for you to jump in. So if you want to jump in, just send me a DM. Let me know that you're interested. We can jump in where we're going to craft this offer and rapidly launch it within 30 days. Now, if you really want to step into scaling and really get serious about your business and about generating, you know, getting to that six-figure, multiple six-figure months, then send me a DM so that we can talk about the different options because I am onboarding new people for September. It's both a custom and community support process to truly help you optimize Q4 and set up 2023 for success. And you can have the business of your dreams that is fine both financially and time free. So send me a message over on Facebook or Instagram, and we can talk about it. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you on the next episode.